0: to
1: season five episode 178 yes amazing 178 a- season premiere of season five i can't believe we've stuck with it this long man i have to get a shot of tequila for the commemoration hold on
0: uh, there we go
1: now we're sick okay what are you drinking your shot of i'm doing a shot of Cuervo and drinking some stella what are you drinking there you go i'm drinking a new beer to me, actually called Almanac. That's the brewing company. It's a porch light mm-hmm. lager. Uh, I got it because mm-hmm. the can looked cool, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a new new brewery to me. And it's pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah, from Alameda, California, Almanac Beer Company. Although it sounds familiar, I actually may have been there. Now that I see it's from Alameda, I might have been there if they have a restaurant. But uh-huh. maybe not. Well, IPA is an IPA. No, it's just a lager. So light, uh-huh. light, crisp, and refreshing i uh, nice. was I was drinking uh, some stouts earlier today. Went out to lunch with a friend of mine, and so did the whole stout thing. And now as we're winding down. I'm switching over to some loggers. Cool. Now, as our longtime good. listeners may know, we recorded a first episode back in February, uh, February twenty ninth, twenty twenty. Just a couple weeks before everything kind of went to shit. Yeah, uh, lots of people started podcasts during the subsequent year or two. And although we started around that same time, it's something that came to fruition kind of independently. I mean, like I said, it was before the whole shutdown and everything. Um, yeah. It's kind of cool. Do you remember how how that came up? How that whole conversation happened? I just texted you one day and I said, I don't
0: think I really want to
1: start a podcast. And you said, uh, I've been thinking of the same thing. And uh just kind of went from there. Now, how do you think the podcast compares to... Your expectation, like what was your, what's your experience been thus far uh, in reality as compared to your expectations, what you thought it would be like? I had, I had no expectations, so it's been way better. I didn't, but you, I didn't, didn't, you like, didn't like think like it'd be more difficult or easier or. I had no preconception. I, I
0: didn't, I didn't think to myself anything. I still don't as far as like, you know, it's, I don't know. It just, I, I, there was no expectations. So it's, it's been just kind of fun to do with. Uh, fun thing to to look forward to doing and i'm enjoying the editing process
1: of it and everything the artwork and the covers and it's just fun yeah it it really is i mean it's uh something that you know we has kind of morphed over time i don't know if you recall our the original trailer that we did for scatterbrain podcast it was uh you got a paper <laughs> and it was a script and it was talking about what we were going to talk about and things like that and i like I liked how you're like I don't know you're reading from it like a robot, and yeah. then you're like completely unscripted, you know? Yeah, as I'm reading from a script, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> so like that an was overview kind of it. In...
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, yeah I sometimes... thought it'd be I, I thought it'd be more like just uh you know doing a few a few stories per episode, you know, kind of short stories or something, you know, paranormal things, UFO things especially, and then uh just kind of by talking about Sepultura that first episode. It just kind of morphed into, well, let's just fucking talk about metal as well, you know? Yeah. So that was the
1: unexpected part. I I guess so. I mean, I think um, when we started initially, we were talking about like a 35-minute, 45-minute duration. And we've been all over the place. We've had, you know, 35-minute episodes. We've had two-and-a-half-hour episodes, you know? It's uh, kind of crazy in that way when you think about it that way. Well, we had one two-and-a-half-hour episode. That was because we had two bands on at one time, so...
0: Oh, but yeah. yeah, that was
1: chaos, actually. That was with uh, Mofu and uh Nightwolf, right? Both from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Well, sometime during the last summer, uh, we decided to kind of change things up a little bit and adjusted our recording schedule. It's kind of been an interesting change. On one hand, I'm glad we did because it does take a lot of time and I don't have as much time now, you know, just because I'm not stuck at home. But um on the other hand, I'm not so happy with cutting back and you know releasing alternating weeks there's pros and cons to it. What do you think what do you how do you feel about that change? Uh, it's kind of making us both slack off a little
0: bit more which I don't like And I like having more of a set you know, like a set schedule and something to look forward to and this time on this day this is what we did you know every week and I, I like that and I miss it and I, I kind of wish it would go back to the uh, the new episode every week thing actually
1: yeah i mean it'd be cool but it's a little tough um i'm up for picking up the pace and i mean we can even you know adjust the recording schedule and just get them in you know and then we release them when we release them i mean that's another thing we can do that we have done that in the past the thing the thing that's hard for me um doing it every week is
0: a new album every week that's the hard part yeah now if we could if we could adjust it to do you know review like review like an album or two albums a month or something that would make it a lot easier because then we could focus more on whatever subject we're talking about, you know, or, you know, it'd give me a little more time for research because if you're researching a subject and, and having to listen three times to an album and give an honest review of it, then it makes it kind of difficult when you have only seven days to do
1: that and edit it and put it out, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So we don't, I we mean, like I said, we don't have as much time now with everything kind of back to what I guess yeah. regular stuff. But uh, you know, one thing I kind of have given it some thought because I really on one hand liked the less of the time crunch. But you're right, it has made us slack a little bit in some ways. And so one thing for this this new year, this new season of the podcast, I'd like to return, like in, in some sense of the word to our roots. Uh, some more of the topics that we talked about in that original trailer, more of the science kind of stuff the history stuff uh the space exploration we did a really cool space probes episode um the inventions that we've talked about have been really cool and i'd like to revisit the ufo chronology i mean that was um a good nice yeah nice thing yeah to do. i agree i agree I, I
0: totally agree with all that you just said i want to i want to get back more into um f- focusing on on paranormal ufo kind of weird shit you know um because we've been kind of all over the map over the last year or so, you know, biographies and just random anything, you know.
1: That's is kind of nice with the format we have. We can do whatever we want, but sure. I feel like, yeah, I mean, we want to we want to talk about all these things. There's so many interesting things to talk about, you know, but and what and whatever's interesting, we should talk about. So. Yeah. One thing I want to do is, is get back on the whole guests thing. We've had some fun guests, some really cool guests, and I just want I think we should. Do more of that. Okay, this
0: is one of the things that kind of took the wind out of my sails uh, about summertime, last summer, was uh, the death of Dennis Malin. That fucked it me up. It
1: did. I, I, you know, that's interesting you say that, Ian, because that was about the time that we start we started cutting back on the, the frequency of recording. And well, yeah, that, we were... That's, exa- that's
0: exactly the reason why I wanted to cut back, was because I felt almost like we're a hex or we're a curse or something. And it was almost like I was afraid to have guests on. Because I was afraid we we're gonna fucking curse these people, you know. It was just too weird for me. Six days after we interview him, he's gone.
1: It was just too weird, and it fucked with my head. What episode was that where we spoke with Dennis Mellon? Is it Malin or Mallon? Remember. He, we asked him. Mallon. You asked him eight thousand times in the episode. I know,
0: I know. That's my that's my fault. But um, that was in June, I think. No, he died on June sixth, so it came out like the beginning of June. Yeah, something that's like it. that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that is that is when we sort of uh cut back a little bit yeah that
0: sent me into kind of a a my own mortality kind of spiral because i remember during the interview i even he said oh you guys are younger than me you know you guys are younger you wouldn't understand and i remember i cut him off and i said i'm older than you i'm older than you you know and then the fact that he died first really kind of it's just it's kind of messed with my head a little bit but yeah so that was my my kind of feeling of of backing off a little bit and just kind of taking it a little more easy and and doing every other week instead of every week you know
1: I feel it's been good in some ways. Um, the one thing it's that I haven't been doing as much of is the social media part of it. But dude, I don't either. know, dude. I'm fucking. I know. I know that's where you have the reach, but I don't know, dude. I kind of yeah, I, I b- don't like it.
0: I I, I rarely like go. I'll put some pictures on Instagram now and then, but I rarely actually go onto Instagram and and peruse everything. You know, I'll, maybe once or twice a month I'll do that. You know, it's just. I don't know. It's not my thing.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Again, uh hopefully, in theory, should be better at this if, I'm, if we're only releasing every other week instead. Yeah, and in, in, in a lot of ways too, it's actually been more work for me doing
0: it this way too, because of uh, putting out every other week, putting out the uh, the archive teaser trailer things, you know. And then it did give me a, of, it me a little bit. Your book gave me it gave me a chance to focus on that on that little audio book thing, and that was actually. Quite a bit of work, you know, and and that, that just came to me in, in, in chunks. And it's like I was stuck after the first volume. I was stuck and didn't really know where to go. And just one day it was like, oh, that's where it's going to go. And then I had to like I had to just start talking into my phone as fast as I could. Just everything that was going on in my head and have, you know, have it transcribed and then edit that. And then, you know, put that onto that that stupid artificial voice narrator and and do all
1: that stuff. So that was actually a lot of work. And I, I wouldn't have had time to do that otherwise hopefully this year we can hit more of these things that we want to do and get back and do a good rhythm, whatever that looks like, you know, um, it should look like, it should look like UFOs, paranormal and more guests. Yes. I agree. You got anything coming up for the new year? I mean, this is now 2024. Do you have any, any things? I mean, you've been a busy guy, you've moved, you've taken some vacations and trips and things. Like, do you have anything on your radar for this coming year?
0: Not especially the, the, the chaos of, 2023 is over so i'm just trying to ease into like just getting back to work and and trying to not
1: not have anything too too crazy or chaotic in my life for a while so yeah be kind of nice yeah i mean the the holiday season and the run-up to it at least on this side of things has been was a whirlwind you know uh we had people out at work as well so that kind of you know you have to pick up the slack there and then i had oh you know a week off yeah and so this week's my I'll be, you know, I'm back to work this week after a nice holiday break, feeling the hopefully ramp up here of everything, you know, begrudgingly, reluctantly. Yeah, I,
0: don't, yeah. Yeah, I had all kinds of stupid shit happen October up till the end of December at work. And I, I just don't even want to talk about it. It's just fucking ridiculous, but. I just don't have patience for for drama and stupid shit. I just want to go to work, do my job faithfully, get along as well as I can, go home feeling like I did a good job and I don't need all the extraneous bullshit. You know what I mean? It's really fucking getting on my nerves, but that's why I don't want to talk about it because I'll just get pissed
1: off. Yeah. Hopefully you'll have some more time for shows, man. When I mean, you're not dealing with all that drama. I mean, for me, 2023 was mm-hmm. a great, great year. I went to probably 20, 22, 23 shows. I was averaging, you know, about two a month. Uh, and already, I mean, we're seeing some great shows that are on the radar here. You know, Fear Factory playing in a couple of weeks. Um, Atheist, whose drummer is Dylan from Beekeeper and Fermenter. They've been playing, you know, starting a tour. And I think their opening night is here in San Diego on February 3rd. Uh, Fugitive, the amalgamation and the some of the leftover, I shouldn't say leftover, but the people from uh, Power Trip they're coming by also in february crypta i'm going to see them in february uh in march skeletal remains and oxygen destroyer are going to be passing through through southern california uh in may we got obituary and cannibal corpse in support of Amon amarth uh, and you know sepultura they recently announced their retirement and their farewell tour like 18 months of touring to wrap everything up so i would figure they're going to come around and we should probably go see that wait sepultura is calling quits oh you didn't hear about that dude this is because no. we're not recording we had all this holiday shit happening oh yeah yeah probably idea, like yeah. two i don't know now maybe two weeks ago three weeks ago like during the whole holiday f- madness yeah they they announced that they're going to be wrapping up and i think they're starting huh. with the latin american tour but they said you know from what i read it sounds like it's going to be like an 18 month run so they're going to be probably hitting everywhere hopefully we'll get to see them wow wonder why just Times come, huh? That's I think weird. the times come. I mean, look at when did uh, Morbid Visions come out? I mean, that's 80. 80 85. Okay. 86. I thought it was a little something. earlier
0: than that, no? Morbid Visions, I think it was 85, maybe 86.
1: Uh, schizophrenia came out, I think like 87, right? So yeah, I guess that would make 87. Yep. That would make sense then. Okay.
0: And then well, the first Sepulchre I ever heard came out in 89. And I went, what,
1: what, what, what? what? What was what did you beneath first hear Re- in eighty nine? It was it was schizophrenia. Beneath the remains, beneath the remains, that was the first sample I ever heard. Yeah, that's that, that album. One. I
0: was just like, "Fuck, this is crazy good." Yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, interesting. Uh,
1: okay, well, hopefully, we'll get to see them. But yeah, hopefully, you'll have more more uh, opportunity this year. Less drama, more energy, more time to do some shows, more shows. Yeah, yeah. I just I need less chaos and less
0: question marks in my life, you know. I like things to be kind of smooth sailing. I think most people do. I don't like ups and downs and turmoil and looking for a place and work fucking with me and just all that nonsense. I want to just fucking do the podcast and go to work and and be happy, you know.
1: Yeah, I oh, did. I totally get it. I mean, that's that's kind of what I want in a way, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, uh, I don't want to do nothing, but. I, I want. Oh, God. Oh, that sounds you. amazing. Oh, doing nothing. Oh, yes, God. but. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, retirement.
0: Oh, I'm so close. I'm so close. Uh, I was all, I was even asking, like, how old do you have to be to start getting your your, uh, your um, your, uh, social security? It's like, well, you got to wait till 65. But
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I think it's like now it's like 67 and a half or something. No, like it's,
0: not. no it's not. No, it's not. I think no, it is. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> no, that's going to be right. That's not right.
0: You can't just bump it up every time, like
1: uh, yeah, get the they finish line it.
0: further away every time. Fuck they that. bumped
1: it up. It's not 67. No way. I believe it is 67 and a half. Yeah. That is so They won't even bullshit. give you the They won't even give you six months. <laughs> did I
0: get to this age, though, and then they bump it up another two? That's, that's cold blooded, man. No.
1: I'm they not sure when a, the cutoff is. There was a, a phasing in period, but yeah, I believe let's look it up here. I'm actually gonna look it up right now. <laughs> no, you you don't wanna you don't wanna be uh dejected, huh? Well that's gonna tick me off because I was trying to figure out like a a way of
0: popping out early. Can I get a lesser monthly paycheck if I retire at sixty two, please? I believe
1: please. you can I believe you can, yeah. No, oh, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure the whole the whole from, thing, what, right? from what i was told it's it's a lot less though so it's not good to do that you know yeah not a lot
0: yeah not worth it kind of like your 401k you know you take it too early and it's not worth it but
1: before you get get too far, much further into this um i wanted to mention something we've done some great episodes on you know space probes and things like that and we did we, we talked about the uh artemis missions Mm-hmm. from NASA with the goal of landing humans on the moon and essentially building out an infrastructure there, right, that they could use as a waypoint for further travel. I read recently that Japan has their own ongoing effort. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Just read uh, it today, too. That's yeah, weird. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, simulation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they. I think um, it's called SLIM. S-L-I-M, Smart Lander for Investigating the Moon. And it's the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency's Lunar Lander. Okay. Um, it uh, <laughs> it, It's supposed is- to land. It launched on Christmas, uh, Monday, December 25th. And they're expecting it to land on the moon. I guess like I, I read in different, probably different articles have different dates depending on what the things look like, I don't know if they launched on time or whatever, but kind of like the, the last half of January. And, right. um, it's, it's, what I thought was kind of interesting is kind of how they do it. They, they did sort of what the Artemis did, where they kind of went in close to the lunar surface and kind of looked around and just kind of orbited. They're taking the next step and actually gonna, you know, touch down on the moon. Apparently if that's successful, it'll make Japan the fifth country to make a lunar landing successfully
0: fifth so the ussr was first usa um and then recently was uh well has india
1: done it also yes china and india china and india so they are japan would be five okay yeah now they're Uh, you know they're of course they're doing the same thing they're they're trying to eventually get humans there so they're going to make sure that their technology work gradually kind of ramp up the stakes if you will <laughs> oh. Maybe we can all maybe we can all get there at the same time and start a war on the moon too. That probably will happen. Fucking
0: people. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: Well, speaking of the moon landings, I saw another article that was talking about how there are going to be two private moon missions that are gonna launch uh this month and next month, January and February 2024. These are gonna be the first private lunar lander missions, and these will be the first that are based out of the USA in decades allegedly great now what bezos and elon to hey, have a fucking they're going to have a they're going to have go. a fucking sword fight in space now too basically that's fucking actually not cost. too far from the truth Sorry, so man. you know nasa is going to be putting their gear up on these you know private private missions uh nasa's calling this their commercial lunar payload services program and they're trying to get things there ahead of when the Artemis astronauts land, when they actually get there. So there'll be stuff, you know, there'll be stuff for them. So um, there were uh, more than a dozen companies that were awarded contracts with NASA to carry, you know, equipment and technology to the moon. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I thought it was interesting because it made me think, calling the question, why are they putting all this stuff out to bid? Mm -hmm. Probably just the most cost effective way, right? Let these other companies do all the R and D and fail. Yeah. And burn up all their shit. Wouldn't you love to be on the top of one of those rockets, you know, that is built by
0: the lowest bidder? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, awesome. these aren't these aren't companies that are fly by night, you know what I mean? Pittsburgh space company called Astro Astrobotic. They're going to be launching their Peregrine Moonlander. Like the bird? Yeah. Uh, looks like mid-January. They said it is is uh as soon as January 8th, but I think that just depends, you know, again on the the windows of, of everything lining up. And they're going to be providing power and communication to all this other stuff that they're sending there. They'll be running multiple missions for NASA as well as for universities and other people. So they're gonna this is starting, man. The commercial shipping of things to moon apparently is happening. It's starting to happen. The second one will be from Intuitive Machines. There's a Nova Sea Lander with SpaceX. So yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> so they um God. are doing the same thing, you know, some different delays, but now they're looking at, at launching in February. And uh it's just interesting to me, you know, we've spoken before about the idea of the private sector and, that, and that's really what it would take to spur the progress of the moon missions and it seems like it's finally coming to fruition, which I guess
0: yeah, you got to get these motivated billionaires to to really want to do it, but I I do love the fact that NASA's kind of in a way kind of using these private sectors, yeah. you know, they're just like, okay, it costs so much. And then all the politics involved It's like, Hey guys, yeah. You know, if, if you want to help us, you know, we'll, we'll, let's all be in, let's all be in collaboration with each other. Yeah, that's it. But they're really, it's kind of like a, a host parasite kind of situation. I think it's kind of funny. It's good.
1: It's something though that, you know, we, we talked about and that, that to me, I mean, it seems like that's what it's going to take to, you know, yeah, if, if you can, sidestep the whole did the moon landing happen and all this stuff that's you know been beaten to the that's been beaten into the dirt by other people so let's just say assuming it's it's all happened and there's no conspiracy theory to me it would seem like it's been so long that it would take the private sector and i mean there's let's be frank there's the motivating factor of making some cash you know (laughs) these companies that can get up there and do this and run all these missions to get nasa up there they're going to just make hand over fist they're going to be laying their stakes and claiming territory and and all that you know to build their infrastructure and help their businesses so it's interesting to see that it's happening and not just like in this theoretical potential type of discussion but actually like dates and things like that kind of cool we're going to take our brand of
0: peace out into space awesome anyway our brand of peace (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's going to be awesome i'm sure leave a bunch of trash on the moon it's fucking great anyway uh you you know what you pick the subject
1: i want to get into this because i've been itching to talk about this all right right. stay tuned all right man so we've covered several interesting stories surrounding alleged abductions by aliens different sightings different things like that Uh, we've talked about some of these briefly in our ufo chronology series and some of them we've talked about in greater detail you know, we've talked about this before, but something about the modern culture is increasingly receptive to the idea of UAPs, UFOs, extraterrestrials, whatever, whatever you want. You know, you can go into the whole conspiracies of lizard people. Or are they priming us for a big reveal? Are we living in they live? You know, all that stuff. But this topic, uh, the story of Armando Valdez, it's one that we've not yet discussed in our chronology. And it's kind of interesting And in some ways, it sort of reminds me of the Travis Walton case, you know. Um, And I thought, oh, this would be a pretty cool one. It was something that i had seen a while back, just reading around or scrolling around. I did not recall where I saw it. And I suggested it to you. And you said you knew something about it. And I wasn't really too surprised. Know these things. Yeah, today we'll be talking about the story of Armando Valdez, a corporal in the Chilean army. And it's a pretty interesting story. Why don't you lay it on us?
0: well uh, it was april 25th of 1977 this was in a pampa lascuma near putre in chile uh, now, there was a soldier he was in shock after a strange five day saga with a ufo yeah now this is this is why i almost don't believe this in a way well before this we get there let's talk about you know, it like... well, well, well let me just say this is like right. travis before i just want to preface it travis walton follows a chronology it, it follows a timeline This is like a timeline in reverse that doesn't make any sense to me as far as time-space continuum is concerned. Because when he was gone, he came back and days had passed, but it was only 15 minutes. That makes no sense. That makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah. So we're talking again about um, Corporal Armando Valdez. This story took place in Chile. It was kind of out in the... Middle of nowhere yeah, the desert, you know, high desert. Apparently there'd been a lot of UFO activity reported in this area before. In fact, so much so that the military that was stationed at these positions in this area had specific training on how to deal with and report UFO activity.
0: They were used to seeing it.
1: Yeah. 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 So as the story goes, um, essentially it was this guy uh armando valdez he was the leader of a group of other soldiers and the original story was that they were on a patrol you know guard duty kind of doing their thing yeah. and basically they start they saw lights a little bit before 4 a.m. and you know, one of the members
0: was out on patrol like you're yeah, looking, lo- looking over a ridge and they were back at a campfire and he saw these lights like one of them land in front of him kind of down on the plane and the other one on the other side of the mountain. And then that's when he went back to tell them, I think.
1: Yeah. So he, he watched that go on. And then, yeah, about four fifteen, according to what I read, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, after he had returned corporal Valdez decided to investigate it himself. People that were, were there. I mean, there were uh, seven other people. So it wasn't just him. It wasn't just one other person. It was a number of people. I think it was six six total and him. Oh, six total and him. Okay, okay. Yeah, So yeah. six-man group, patrol group, and then... Okay, you're right, actually. The, the guy that reported this initial sighting to uh, Valdez was Private Rosales. Yeah. And he described them as two bright violet light that came down from the sky and illuminated the area. But he initially thought they were two stars, but then yeah. I guess they were moving... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand that because they're apparently fairly
0: big too so yeah little, well maybe
1: okay. maybe it was a gradual you know what i mean i mean you can see jupiter even in the city and certain times and it's it looks really bright it's like is that a plane And shows, well, he, you know. he, he did say that they got bigger and bigger like they're coming toward them so i guess so yeah yeah so once uh the corporal himself saw the lights he ordered them to extinguish the campfire and they all got in a ready position for battle they thought it was a smuggling plane and oh um, i I didn't know that yeah i I thought the initial guy who saw him basically didn't know what it was and was kind of terrified so yeah he came back and reported that but then i guess initially with these lights because it was further away i guess it was about you know 500 meters so i mean a decent amount of of distance away you know what i mean yeah um but what's interesting about seeing you know they described it as a violet light and then i think it changed to red at some point is you see These same kinds of, of colors. I mean, I told you the, uh, this would have been very early on the podcast about my uncle who was drive, making that mountain drive and, and kind of saw, you know, that similar type of stuff down in this Canyon below and their radio was acting up all weird. And I mean, so it's just interesting that these lights and that these colors seem to be sort of like a, a theme, you know what I mean? Sure. I think it's got to have something to do with their propulsion or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: like I think they can be invisible if they want to be but then when they need to power up or or escape or something or maybe when they're searching or it seems like a lot of these things are doing like almost like mapping too. like they're mapping the ground or mapping the the landscape or the topography it's kind of strange so maybe that's part of it too I don't know of course I don't know no one knows so yeah.
1: One thing that I thought was of interest as I was reading about this situation is that by some of the reports, I guess, I guess these these um, these soldiers they were they were working on horses on horseback because it turns out that the area that they were in was very rocky, very difficult to traverse. So the horses, I guess, were a good fit. So the horses, the patrol dog, I guess there were flocks of sheep. Uh, apparently, like all these things, like basically, became paralyzed and just like. Were basically quiet
0: Fro- froze
1: yeah uh yeah. and according to corporal valdez the hill was entirely illuminated as this thing got closer and he said they could easily make out the quote they could easily make out the contours and fields even though it was a pitch black moonless night uh, they also reported that um the patrol radio equipment malfunctioned and um you know then there's some other interesting details about other mechanical stuff that uh I, I had we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. When so, he wire Yeah. yeah. So, so um you
0: asked me once, uh, if you saw something like this, would you go toward it to investigate it? <laughs> and I said And your no. answer
1: was what? I was fuck
0: no. <laughs> Hell no. Because Travis Walton like ran toward that thing and got zapped, you know. Yeah, so, Corporal well, Valdez, does
1: the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And what happens to him? Va- he doesn't get zapped, he just simply vanishes. He vanishes and it sort of was, it was difficult to kind of read and then interpret what was being said because, you know, in, in some things it made it sound like, okay, the guy was just gone. Uh, we didn't know where he went, but then He's, reading some of the They searched the stuff, whole area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for like, like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Then when he like, basically he eventually came back. Uh, no, says, well, they, they heard him crying. I think they heard him crying out for help or something. Like oh, that. I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, they, they, they were looking for him and they heard him crying out for help somewhere. And then all of a sudden he kind of started walking toward them like out of nowhere and went
1: toward the fire and sat down next to the fire. And they're just like stunned. Like, where the fuck were you? Oh, yeah. But one account, it made it sound like he just was there all of a sudden, almost like he vaporized poof, you know? Oh, I didn't I didn't read but, that. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. If you read some of the accounts, it's, it's 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 different. Original account seems to differ a little bit from some of the things that I read. The story seemed to change a little bit, but by uh, all, yeah, go ahead. by all accounts, you know, he was gone. And then, you know, after looking for him 15, 20, 30 minutes, then he ended up back at camp. Yeah. And he was like disoriented. He was stumbling. I guess I guess they said he was uh, dehydrated, like he hadn't had water for days. He couldn't really speak. He was okay. like, not particularly coherent. Not coherent, but but the weirdest part of all, they noticed what? Well, as they're carrying, so he's basically you have to envision this, right? He's he's let's assume he's dehydrated, almost like a guy who's been missing for five days. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and he had, and he and, had, yeah. Well, they so they're carrying him back to their camp when they found him, and all these guys report that he had like five days of growth of beard. Yeah, like a week's and,
0: worth of stubble.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that was interesting is he had a watch. Yeah. And his watch showed five days ahead of the date that they were currently in. It was the twenty fifth, and his watch said the the thirtieth
0: um, of four thirty in the morning. So yeah, it was five days ahead. Yeah. Weird. It is weird.
1: Now that doesn't make that
0: doesn't make sense from a timeline perspective. It no. it makes no sense.
1: No. Now you could say, well, and this is you know, oh, they're in the dark and they didn't really know. That Valdez was wasn't shaving, but he was in the military, and by the the interviews that happened later on with with uh, the other men, they pretty much all agreed. Like, oh no, he was always clean shaven. He didn't have, really wear facial hair at the time of disappearance. He was like always as always clean shaven. Uh, as they returned to camp and were able to lay Valdez down, they noticed the strange lights begin to ascend and vanish into the into the sky. And he was pretty much out of it. And he woke up around seven that morning stating that the last thing he remembered was moving forward towards the light. But he basically remembers saying, let's go, it's, you know, getting ready to go. And then he would wake up at five o'clock
0: or yeah, he didn't five remember. O'clock, seven o'clock. He didn't remember anything. It was just like from here to here, boom, like a, not even a second, just like nothing. You know? Yeah.
1: Now, you know, the Travis Walton thing, we talked about that a little bit ago and that one, you know, you have, that's kind of what he reports, even though in the movie, the fire in the sky, they make it so much more dramatic and they, out there that wasn't the valdez thing is completely different though because he's moving ahead
0: in time time it's like it's saying that like five days pass for him but that is only 15 minutes for, for earth or on earth but let's say he was abducted right and goes into a spaceship and the spaceship is going somewhere at the speed of light and it comes back at the speed of light right time moves forward for earth not him So the earth should be in the future, not him. For some reason, he went in the future. It's all backwards. Hmm. And that's why I always kind of just kind of discounted this whole thing, me personally, because as far as like time space, you know, time dilation, that whole thing, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because time time does not work that way in in fiction or in reality. It's It's just fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Well, he got a little, you know, his his whole story of his recollections and things changed. You know, when he returned, he basically told them, "Well, here's the thing, though." He even says he ended up
0: saying, and you know, years, decades later, he said, "Oh, I, I wasn't abducted." He just disc- yeah. he discounts the whole thing as oh, everyone's making a big deal out of nothing. But he says, "But the but the stubble was real, and the t- and the the watch was real. That all actually happened." But he never elaborates on what the fuck do you mean? And I think he. Because he did become like a, a born again Christian evangelical evangelical preacher or something, and I think he like equates it to being like like he was. no he never, he never elaborates on it though, but he I think he takes it more of like a, a godly encounter or something more paranormal than an actual extraterrestrial encounter, which is what his men still say was that it was something extraterrestrial. Yeah, that's well, the way, That's what I got out of it.
1: You know, he his story changed though a little bit. You know, he said that you know he doesn't oh, yeah. remember anything yep. and then at one point in a subsequent interview as the because they, they you know the Chilean government really they, they they looked into it but sort of cast it aside saying oh we just it's an unknown cause we don't know what's going on it happened but we don't we don't understand really what it was well at, uh, at the time at the time they were under um Pinochet who was a dictator
0: and he shut it down the next day he said no one is allowed to interview these men and it was just done at that point
1: but you know they still have these original interviews. You know yeah, the, the original ones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was saying, you know, uh, Valdez. You know, he he says, oh, I don't. His initial thing was like, oh, I don't remember. Then he went on to say later on, like, oh, I was just playing a trick on them, and the watch what? was just broken. What? Oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any of this. Okay. Yeah. Um. But then he also appeared. You know, in in like the late nineties, he appeared on a talk show on, on TV right after he retired and he said that the story was true. It just seemed like he, he changed his his tune for whatever reason. It's denial. You think so? It's not something else. It's not like the men in black coming to him. and Maybe. Maybe it's that too. I never even thought of that aspect
0: of it. But it seems to me he's just afraid of, of what it actually probably was or most logically could have been, you know, and tries to just poo-poo it away and make up basically lying to himself and everyone else saying that I didn't know this part about him saying he like was trying to trick him
1: or something. I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. He said that he was, um, he went to go pee and then just hid. Oh, uh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I didn't and see that. that anyway.
1: br- and that the watch was broken. And five, it five days it advanced. Working. Yeah. That it just happened to be the case. You
0: know? Well, how do, how do you, how do you magically make like a week's worth of beard growth? Cause all of the other men say that that was a fact. Even he doesn't yeah. deny that. Even he yeah. doesn't deny the fact he was clean shaven. 15 minutes later, he had like a week's worth of stuff. Even he doesn't deny that. And then when he was asked, well, how do you explain that? He he says, you know, oh, that'll come out in my book. This is like in 2003. I'm writing my book and I'll explain it all
1: in my book. That book was
0: never published. So it's just weird.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you have these people, multiple people saying something happened. And then you have this, you know, these little bits of, you know, details like the stubble and, and different things like that. I mean, you sort of have to wonder if something's going on. But something, then, ha- something happened. It had to have. Okay. So do you think it was like a breakdown of space time or was it something like, like a, a wormhole or something that's, that goes beyond space and time and, and whatever reason he got wrapped up in that? And I mean, what? No what fucking idea. No
0: idea, dude. Because this one just absolutely makes no sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense. And when you have all these people saying that he did have that that growth and his watch was five days ahead, you know, they all could. And even he says, yeah, that was all true, but I'll explain it later. And then you never know what the fuck. Yeah, explain it. And he never did. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. So I have no idea what to think about this one. And if he was hiding from him, what's the point? What's, what's the reasoning for that? Say he pulled some magic trick and he actually wasn't like clean shaven. And he, he had some way of like producing some a beard or maybe he did have a beard and put some wax over his face to make it look like he was clean shaven to trick them all and to pull some like extraterrestrial. Yeah. But he did it backwards though. So he kind of fucked himself because he pulled the trick in reverse. So it doesn't make any sense. Right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't know what yeah. to think about this. I don't know whether this is extraterrestrial, but he just poops it. Like, like, you know, like I wasn't abducted, nothing happened. Uh, and it's like what I read, he attributes it more to like, like some sort of like, paranormal or like religious event that he'll explain later and but he never did
1: yeah one one other account that I saw that or some statement that he had made was that um he could see and hear his men the whole yeah time. I just read that today because I was doing some extra research on it I just read that today
0: that he said he could see and hear him the whole time and and it made me kind of wonder like is he lying right there because because he says he doesn't remember he remembers talking to them and then he remembers walking toward them and then back at the fire so how could he see and hear him the whole time yeah
1: that's what i mean it seems like his story changes you know yeah uh, what what didn't what didn't change was majority of what these other the other guys that were with him saw and what they reported exactly that's what makes it like it has to be if he wasn't tricking them then
0: it has to be some sort of abduction event but then the whole timeline thing makes no sense to me the the scooting forward in time and then coming back to his own time 15 minutes later it with a beard growth and everything just doesn't make any sense. It drives me nuts because I can't explain it. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Well he was in the military. I mean, you know, you're not gonna be able to have I mean maybe these guys could have throw a mustache or something, but not not five days of stubble, right? Exactly. Exactly. As a, a corporal, he's leading all these privates and stuff. I mean he's he's gonna have to like, you know, be professional.
0: And he was apparently, he was clean shaven, professional looking. I've seen pictures of him. He's all clean shaven, a little mustache, you know, but then to come back and then have full thick black, like not thick black beard, but you know, he had black stubble on his face. Five days growth was quite a bit. I mean, you can tell, you can tell when it's five or six days of growth, right? And and all these people adamantly say that that is a fact. And even he admits that he did have that growth and that his watch was a head. Five days or whatever. And that's just, it doesn't make any sense, dude. I don't know what to think of this. Yeah. It's like, did he pull a big trick on them? But then what is the point? What is the point to then turn around and say, oh, no, I wasn't abducted? And then yeah. to like deny all that shit.
1: You have, sense, you have six other guys saying, like, oh, dude, he was so disoriented. He was so out of it. It's like, he's not, you know, I, I don't know the guy, but I would presume that he wasn't like a trained actor. <laughs> you then know what I mean? He, like,
0: when, when he sat down, to the fire and he was like incoherent didn't he say something like you know you don't know who we are yeah where we come from yes but we will be back or some shit yeah and then he passed out for two hours yeah he was like unconscious okay he didn't fake that you know what i mean yeah i i don't you know again he went unconscious man after saying and they said he said it in like some weird voice okay it doesn't make sense it drives me nuts dude this whole thing drives me crazy, and that's why I never brought it up in the past because I figured it was just like a hoax, or just I, I just can't even wrap my brain around the whole sequence of events. It makes no sense. And then for him to like come back, you know, come out later on when Pinochet's out of power and he can talk and just basically poo-poo it, like you know, oh, nothing really happened. I wasn't abducted. You know, everyone change the story, <laughs> and then change the story. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's weird. I mean, have you, you seen have
1: some of the, the pictures of that the guys drew. I mean, the pictures no. are similar. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I knew that their stories are similar. And, and what they say, they all are
0: kind of banded together to say, no, this is the way this happened. And only the guy, only the protagonist in the story is the one saying, oh, no, no it's just like nothing. He's like brushing it off like it's nothing kind of thing. And, and all the other guys who witnessed this are going, what the
1: fuck? You know, it's bizarre. It's only, I think it's denial and fear on his part. And then I, in in that way, trying to rectify or reconciliate the difference between what he experienced and his religious beliefs. Right. Because like you said later on he ended up becoming, he, right. I think he's like a pastor or he ended up becoming a pastor or a bishop or something of whatever evangelical preacher. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, th- what would you think you that's think?
0: what it is? I think he's in denial. Yeah. As far, but I think something did happen, but I can't. I just can't wrap my brain around why it happened this way. Like for the, for the 15 minutes to be five days to him makes no sense to me, but it seems like something did happen when you have six other guys looking for him everywhere and they have, and then they hear him crying out and he seems disoriented, dehydrated with fucking five
1: days of stubble. It's just like, what? I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that catches me is that the stubble and then that all these guys report that it wasn't like, you know, yeah. they would all, they would all, I don't know, six guys, it's unlikely to me that they're all going to miss the fact that he hadn't shaved for a week. And then, oh, hey, look, at we all notice at the same time that, you know. He had exactly. This, this, this growth, you know, the watch, I mean, that probably wouldn't be that e- that difficult to, you know, just, just change it. it yeah, right? Right, so, sure,
0: sure. But when know, that matches the stubble, the, the growth on his face, right?
1: Yeah. And then just to not discount the fact of where they were, this was an area that had high ufo activity again so much so that the the military staff that were stationed there in that area were given specific training and procedures in how to deal with and report these types of experiences these interactions right so there's something going on anyway which kind of lines up to
0: you know some sort of weird et event that just doesn't make any fucking sense now, apparently when he woke up too, he said he told his men that he didn't remember anything from the moment he left them. And then he told them to get ready to leave because it's 430 in the morning. But it was actually 7 a.m. And he was going from what was, you know, what was on his watch, I guess. And it stopped at 430. But the date was five days ahead on the 30th instead of the 25th. Right. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Dude. It doesn't yeah. make any sense.
1: Yeah. And there was a one individual last name, Aaron Neda. He was one of the the guys there. I guess his interview and his kind of testimony or his reports sort of haven't really, they've remained consistent through the years. And his, Arenada's uh, interview and during the investigation of this remains part of that original report that seems to have, you know, those consistent details. And Valdez um, told Arenada, he said, from there on, I lost all sensations. The soldiers told me I disappeared as though by magic. The only thing I remember what appears in my mind is something like the sensation that I have when I'm extremely sleepy. I seem to disappear into a deep well, something round, an abyss. From there, my mind is a void. Now, that's very different than saying I could see everyone and I didn't hear them. I mean, it just, it just, the story just changes so much. And that's the thing. That's where You know, makes me want to go. Oh, this is bullshit! You know, you can do this and that, and you can change your watch and all that stuff. But then, when you have corroborating evidence from these other guys, um, and then him changing the story, that's the thing. Is I just wonder how could it change so much? It seems more like a Men in Black thing. I don't know. That's where I go with it. Yeah, I never that part.
0: That aspect never even occurred to me. But then, why would they not? Why would they not go after the other six guys who also saw UFOs and tell them to shut the fuck up or to change their story when they all a
1: lot of activity though. I mean, so much so again that these people. I mean, it's it, that was happening there. So I don't think there's the quote-unquote the men in black really care about the fact that someone says they saw something. It's well, more specifics, the specifics. This, uh, you know, someone who gone was in, was in contact. Yeah. Now there's the different contacts of first, second, third kind, all that stuff. What is this? I don't remember what that that uh, breakdown. Oh, you is. mean
0: like um, close encounters of the first yeah. kind, second yeah. kind. Well, will that be guy? this one? The first. Oh, oh, this one. Uh, this would be uh, the fifth kind because you're abducted first kind is um, let's see first kind is a sighting uh, second kind the close encounters of the second kind is when there's physical like trace evidence you know like like crop circle or, or like a ring or something that left or some sort of mineral or or some sort of burn mark as it took off some sort of like physical evidence right uh, third kind would be um, when you actually see the occupants of the ufo as well as the ufo. Like if they came out of the ship or something. Um, the fourth kind, I believe, is when you come in actual contact with the with the aliens. You know, like like the movie when they came out and they yeah. pulled up their hands and they acknowledged each other. And I think fifth kind is
1: abductions. I'm not entirely sure, but I think that's right. Being taken somewhere for four days, five days, rather. That's got to be high up there on the scale, dude. If you go forward in time like that, which
0: makes no sense, that should be like close encounters of like tenth kind or some shit because. It- Makes no
1: sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't
0: make any fucking sense.
1: So I'm looking here. There is the these close encounter scale. Oh, there you go. Here we go. Uh it's called uh, the Hynek scale. J J Allen Heinek. Yep. yep. Uh he, he devised a six-fold classification system for UFO sightings, uh, range from increasing to range to increasing proximity. So the first, yeah, now he calls it close encounters aren't they go from uh one, two, and three, and those are higher up. So the first right, level the, the, if you will the 4 and 5 is more of a recent thing they they had to add to it oh, kind oh, of that oh, was after oh, he died so okay. yeah. Well, going what I'm seeing. Oh yeah, okay, I see here. Okay, so I'm just going to read this here. So the first we won't even call it the kind, but the first level of this classification is nocturnal lights, lights in the yep. sky. Yep. You've seen that. Yep, I had the first kind. Yep. Uh well they're not even called first kind yet. It's called nocturnal lights. Then there's daylight discs. The UFOs seen in the daytime generally having discoidal or oval shapes. You also have seen that. You sent me a picture when you were uh, in Arizona recently. The silver sphere. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh my gosh! Oh, do no, I don't. Missing, think. I do you have missing? I don't time? remember. I don't remember
0: that at all, dude. dude uh, you you may know. have.
1: You may have had. No, I think, the fifth kind. I think you're tripping. I don't think that I'll happened. send you the picture. It totally, totally. You totally sent it to me and then we have are um, you sure 100 okay here, hold on we're gonna edit this part out i'm gonna no, because I, to- I would
0: remember because i I saw the ones at night in 2014 i have not had any experiences since then
1: so. no dude you have i'm gonna send it to you right now real quick uh check this out let me see i hope it wasn't like pulling it
0: oh when i was oh when i was with heather you mean yeah oh that's a joke that dude that, that was a reflection in the in the window oh. of the car. that was a re- reflection in the window of the car oh, and, I and i looked and, up and, and, and i saw it and i saw it and i took a picture and just laughed and i was like oh you uh, know, here i am taking it just... all
1: serious i'm like oh my god that looks like kind of like no what I saw.
0: no i would i would have told you i would have been telling everyone about it and i would have told you about it a thousand times oh. if that was actually real that was more like a ha ha, ha. Oh, look how okay. you know look how this looks like a ufo do you see it now do you see well, like
1: like how it's just a reflection yeah well, i mean i saw the picture just yeah the other day so yeah but that's kind of like what I saw. It was something that bright like that. So I saw that one. That, that big too? That was pretty big. No, it was it was much smaller. And it was yes. much but it was much further away than what your when your picture appeared to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. I should have said, you know, <laughs> I should have said that's a well, joke. Cool. No, joke. It, it was reminiscent of that same kind of glare of what I saw, but you know. I get I guess it's kind of I guess it's kind of a way to point out too how Easily, it can be
0: faked if you like yeah. lay it off to somebody and say, yeah. you know, I saw it and everything. Make people believe it when you're a fucking liar. That's why I can't stand it when people lie about that shit or hoax it. Yeah. Because it discredits everyone who's actually actually seen something that blows their mind, you know, or scares the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I took you with what you said because it was over text and and I know you and you've seen you've seen it before. So, and I'd seen something very similar. no, so, no, no, no. I'm definitely
0: honest about that shit. That was not. No. Okay.
1: Sorry about that. (laughs) The next level was radar visual.
0: Wait, 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 wait.
1: Third kind? Well, no, we're not even to the kinds yet. These are just like the levels. Oh, okay. This is part of his scale. Okay. So then you have radar visual UFO reports that have a radar confirmation and, you know, the tic-tacs and all that, that would fall into that. Right. Mm -hmm. Then we have close encounters of the first kind. Visual sightings of an unidentified fine object seemingly less than 500 feet away, 150 meters away, that show an appreciable angular extension in considerable detail. So that would be like Phoenix Lights, right? I mean, something like that. Or like what? How uh, far? Wait, how far away? Less than 500 feet or 150 meters. For the first kid that
0: doesn't, I thought it was just if you saw something, like a sighting. But it has no. to be a certain
1: distance. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think they're making the distinction between like what you might see with the daylight discs or anything like that, right? This is like actually close, really close, that you can see the detail. It's like Phoenix Lights, something like that. Or do you okay. remember when you had your your sighting? You you that uh, was a, the janitor guy or the maintenance guy? Mm-hmm. He reported to you that he had something happen to him after where he drove oh, yeah. to the beach oh, and all I mean that would yeah. have been that would have been one of those yeah because
0: right. he said that was right above him but i don't think it was only 150 feet or whatever 500 feet or 150 meters you said yeah i don't yeah. think yeah
1: i think it was further away but it was pretty close well that said would it was be huge. but yeah you said you could see it so that probably qualifies that i mean i don't know that we have to be st- stuck on the 500 feet thing right yeah I never, says I, here seemingly less than five 500 feet so okay all right it could have been you know whatever i didn't then know then that was Yeah, okay. Close encounters of the second kind, a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. This could be in fear, interference with the functioning of electronic devices, animals reacting, paralysis. Oh, right. Uh, discomfort. Physical treasum, yeah. 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 Okay, so I was right around. about that one. Yeah. yeah, so that's the second kind. or Yeah, the second kind. So that would have been, I guess, tra- Travis Walton would have encountered that, at least that level, right? I mean, in the people that were that were his no, friends, he, because they saw that and they saw the scorched ground. No, he was like fourth or fifth kind. Well, his yeah, fr- his friends were second. Yeah, 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 okay. And then close encounters of the third kind. Um UFO encounters in which an animated entity is yep. present. Okay, so I got that. Could include humanoids, robots, humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. Yeah. So that would be... I mean, he said he saw that, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what are these bleak? And then we sub-tops? have... We have the uh, the extension to the scale of Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. You mentioned they had to extend the scale. Yeah. Close Encounter of the Fourth Kind is UFO event, in which a human is abducted by a UFO or its occupants. Okay. Okay. So I thought that was Fifth Kind, but okay, that makes sense. So that would be what this guy, Valdez, allegedly experienced.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: And then the Fifth Kind. Oh, boy. Close Encounter the fifth kind of first human initiated contact with et life forms oh uh, so that's like if we went out if we
0: went out to the stars and found yeah. life and contacted them then that's yeah.
1: oh i didn't know that that's cool that's interesting huh that's a, yeah that's when we become the ufos or whatever okay well that's got to be the case now when we're landing on the on mars and stuff you know <laughs> well yeah if there's something there they're looking at going, what the fuck is that <laughs> exactly that's, that's interesting um, then you, you, you mentioned the Bletcher subtypes, uh, this guy, researcher, Ted Blet, Bletcher, blotcher, whatever proposed six subtypes mm-hmm. for the close encounters of the third kind, third kind, once again, being where, um, they had an interaction with, a, an entity and he talks about mm-hmm. being a board entities ab- observed only inside the UFO, both an entity is observed inside and outside the UFO. Close, oh, an entity is observed near to a UFO, but not going in or out. Direct. Oh, like, uh, like those kids in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Trippy, okay. Yeah. Uh, direct, an entity is observed. No UFOs are seen by the observer, but UFO activity has been reported in the area at about the same time. Well, that doesn't so,
0: seem like it should be on there. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that maybe would be like the alleged ones in Vegas that they had near the oh. later part of last year. The ones in their backyard and shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, okay. And then excluded an entity is observed, but no UFOs are seen and no UFO activity has been reported in the area at that time. So would that be like a Mothman kind of thing? (laughs) I I guess, guess, yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird. And then frequent, No entity or UFOs are observed, but the subject experiences some sort of intelligent communication. That could could just be a mental problem. That could be a... Mental disorder even, you know? Oh, and yeah, I mean any of this could be, right? But if you're assuming that I mean, you've heard of stories of people hearing things on the radio, right? Just ignore this, don't pay attention. But what this... do you think you could handle? What would be the maximum you think you could handle before just completely like losing your shit? As far as UFOs? Yeah, out of these types here, these uh classifications. I wouldn't lose my shit at all. They'd be like, This guy's
0: way too fascinated in this shit, man. We gotta him back.
1: It'd be like the crocodile <laughs> hunter poking at him. I'd be like, show me
0: more, show me more, show me more, show me more. Like looking around their ship, like touching buttons. He, don't touch that. Fuck. We got to get this guy back to Earth. He's driving us crazy. Yeah,
1: fuck up their uh, ship.
0: I don't, dude, like when I saw him the first time, it was it was like I've heard of people being afraid or, or terrorized or like fearful or you know, like apprehensive. Or what, and I didn't feel any of that. I was just just zoned in on it. And I had no sensation of anything but wonderment like what the fuck is that and i just wanted to see more i wanted to see more i wanted to i wanted to come closer i went it was like as soon as i thought to myself oh there's no third one a third one showed up and i was like oh what's fucking cool right so yeah i don't know i don't know that there would be a limit for me i don't think i'd want to be probed and prodded like travis walton but um you know later in life travis walton thinks it wasn't a like an emergency call as opposed to just an outright like abduction because they zapped him they thought he was a threat they zapped him they for all intents and purposes killed him and then took him on board and performed CPR for five days
1: and that's what he thinks now and it makes the most sense to me too you know I mean it really does so these guy those guys and as regards to uh Travis Walton were not the malevolent type I thought I recall they, him saying that that he had that feeling of malevolence Right. But he didn't understand what was going on. You know, And I, as far as I know,
0: he still refused to do any like um, regression, you know, like any hypnosis or anything, because he doesn't want to know the little the blacked out parts that he doesn't remember, because the other little spots that he does remember is enough for him, I guess. But, you know, it, he says later in life, he feels like when he was shot by that light, it killed him from, you know, even all his friends were like, oh, my God, they killed him. They left. Right. And later in life, I saw an interview a couple years ago with him. And he was like, you know, the more I think about it, I think it was an emergency call. They only took me on board to, to, to re- revive, you know, to revive him, to to get him back to health. And then may have taken him five days or something. Then they deposited him back close to where they picked him up and took off, you know, and, and, if, and it kind of makes the most sense. This thing comes running up. And um, he actually says not that they thought he was a threat, but they were just like. In the process of of leaving, and somehow the propulsion systems or something shot down a beam of light or something. And he thinks it was like the propulsion systems that basically killed him. And when they realized what they did, they they brought him on board. Which right. is weird. That's weird. Which,
1: yeah, but then he reported feeling that sense of malevolence. Maybe that was just more because he was they weren't anything like what you normally would expect, right? And it it is probably a very odd, not not probably certainly an odd environment. And one in which you would just feel of isolation's the word. But if you were to
0: wake up and there's light shining in your face and you feel like there's doctors working on you, and then when you get your vision back, you focus and you realize that you're you're like being hovered over by three non humans, I'd probably feel like they're probably not nice. <laughs> you know, I'd probably freak out too. Yeah. Because didn't he like grab something and swing at him or something? I don't know I'd, if you're confusing yeah. that or with a movie. No, no, no. That's what he said happened. He he like grabbed something and was like trying to attack him because he freaked out. And that's when the human looking ones came in. They had like the spacesuits on and, and led him out of there. Yeah. And he was following them, going, Oh my God, there's more humans here. Where are we? You know, asking them questions. And they brought him into a different room, put him on a chair and basically knocked him out, put a mask on him and knocked him back out. And he this is like in the last couple of years when I saw this interview where he was talking about it and he's like, you know, I think it was an emergency call, is what they were doing. They they accidentally killed me and they they brought me back to life basically. And Dump me back after they're done with me. So I could see, like, at the time, or maybe a decade after, or two decades after, he probably didn't really. That probably didn't formulate it in his brain as the decades went by. And he, of course, he probably thought it was like a malevolent thing. Like, but then it's like, why would they? If they, if they were malevolent, why would they even bother bringing him back? Yeah, them, you know, just fucking use them for vivisection or something. and Not bother bringing him back. I don't know. But back to this guy though
1: yeah good old uh armando valdez so you you think that you think that uh something legitimately happened to him it wasn't a hoax he's not you know he i would say he's not full of shit but maybe full of shit in that he keeps changing his story for whatever those reasons are but you're saying that this seems like something to it i think just because the military acknowledges
0: that they see these lights they can't explain back then and even to this day and the fact that these men are all saying basically the same story and stick to it in opposition of what he is actually saying. The the one who was actually yeah, directly affected. That's true. It, it seems to me that something did happen that he's just in full blown fucking denial about, and he just wants to explain away or or lie about even saying it was like he yeah. was just tricking them or something. It's like bullshit. Oh these guys aren't idiots, you know. Maybe he is a fantastic magician, but then why not come out and say? you know, this is how I did it and, and show it. and But I don't know how you fake five days of stubble. That's, that's the hard part. Cause even he yeah. doesn't deny that. Even he doesn't deny that part. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, that's true. And the watch is true. that all that all really happened. But well, he
1: said that he said the watch was, was not working, but then if it wasn't working and why would he put it on his, why would he bother to wear it if it wasn't working? That's why I go back. Yeah. To and, that.
0: and five days
1: and five days ahead. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, you could set that really quick,
0: you know? Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah I guess
1: that's right. So but, something um, to it. Um he's hiding it for whatever reason or not 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 uh admitting it. I mean, do you think there's something there to uh, shut up and be here. quiet? Or is this just more of a personal reasons? Can't
0: Well initially the government did tell him
1: told all those men to shut up because Pinochet yes. was
0: yeah. Pinochet was not a nice guy, and like not, not even a day or two later this all just went under the, you know, just was gone. Like no one could interview them and they couldn't talk about it and all that
1: kind of stuff, you know. But um yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. This one is confusing. So you're thinking time warp of some sort?
0: I don't understand this at all. But does it just Well we wouldn't, we wouldn't, right? I mean if it just you... doesn't make sense for him to him to continue on for five days with other beings or whatever, and then come back and it's only fifteen minutes later. It doesn't follow any sort of any sort of like logical timeline it just doesn't work in any way like i said if they took him on a ship and say they're going out into space like 50 percent the speed of light or whatever then time dilation occurs
1: and, and and his time would be accelerating not not decreasing it'd be slowing down he, he would be slowing down he wouldn't he, he fo- would have be been five no, days on earth versus 15 minutes for him or something he would have like been that.
0: going forward he would have been going forward so when he came back it would have been who knows a, a two months or a year in the future not freaking 15 minutes later and five days for him that makes no sense it would have been the opposite it would have been reversed so, it so i'm
1: saying if you travel fast you're the time slows down so if if you know, he was when you, traveling at the frac, you know, at the speed of light or whatever, then it should have been whatever the numbers work out to be. It should have been the reverse of what it was. Instead of exactly five days for him, it should have been five days for Earth. Exactly like 15 And fifteen minutes for him. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So it completely flip flops, and that part doesn't make any sense. Like I
1: can't wrap so my then, I can't
0: even like make up some sort of scenario how that would work in my mind. I've tried; it doesn't make any sense. How would you do that?
1: I mean, I'm not a physicist. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to me at all. I well, don't don't need to be a ph-
0: you don't need to be a physicist. All you have to know is that, that the, the, uh, the relativity has been proven. Einstein's theory of relativity is not a theory. It's it's real, right? I mean, if you go a certain speed faster than, than something standing still, you're going forward in time. I mean, even like astronauts are like a millisecond ahead of us, you know, when they come back because I think of, it's the other way around though slow no 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 it's time dilation they're ahead so or no yeah so yeah you're right you're right so it would be ahead for them they're actually um they're actually getting younger in a way a millisecond yeah, relative younger. To, yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so but that's all been proven true but the, the way this guy explains what happened with the with the beard growth and everything it's it's completely reversed I don't get it I don't get it dude and if all these guys are saying that and he did vanish, and they looked everywhere for him. And then he kind of appeared, and he's got to stubble and everything. It's like, how does that fucking work? You know, time
1: travel, then, right? In, in... To the
0: past? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you go negative the speed of light? So you're going, you're going in reverse of time, time, space.
1: Dude, are you calling Doc Brown bullshit? Who? Oh,
0: oh, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> anyway,
1: sorry. <laughs> anyway, well, well, what do you think about this, though? I mean, well, I I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it seems like something happened. Yeah. Uh, you get groups of people that, that say something and they corroborate each other's stories and you have certain things like, OK, I throw the watch out. The watch to me could be fake. It's, it could be fake. It could be, sure. you know, I, I throw that out. Sure, but the thing that kind of makes me give pause to this one is the growth of beard and him being in, look, dude. I mean, you see me, I got a freaking, I don't shave, barely, right? So it's like for you to go, oh, Dan, Dan, facial hair. Ha-ha. Oh, I wouldn't, know, like, yeah, I wouldn't know nothing. With you. Yeah, but but uh, you know, a guy in the military and people that again, by all accounts say that you know he's a clean shaven dude. That's his style is clean shaven. Yep. He's not going to have, a, you know, five days of beard growth. But let's just say that he vanished for 15 minutes like he went to go pee or something.
0: Then he comes back and he's got this stubble, right? Without seeing all the lights and the things landing on the, you know, way off in the distance. You which know, they, all report. they all which report. Which they that. all report. Yeah, That's the thing. If it was just the stubble, then it'd be like, what the fuck is that all about? You know, no one would be like, okay, that was weird. How did you do that? Right? But they all saw shit first. And then he vanished. And then they, and then he came back with it. It's, it's
1: just, it's bizarre. Dude. It's just bizarre. I don't get it. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. This was something that came to mind as I was kind of thinking about this episode here. Uh-huh. So you see a lot of activity in the desert. You know, yes, there's military testing and different things, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you have things that happen in the middle of the urban you know center if you will the phoenix lights for example yeah uh but it seems like a lot of this stuff is reported more out you know in less populated areas why do you think that is and there's i want to ask it in this way because you have you could just say okay well the isolation therefore you know someone who doesn't want to be detected is going to be going to these areas and doing their research there first they don't want to be seen by the people right these these humans that are on this planet but maybe there, you know, another thing would be like maybe it's around all the time and you were just not noticing it because there's so much other stuff going on. like maybe that the amount of population in a given area it doesn't really have such a direct or as much of an impact or correlation to the uh, activity. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So do you mm-hmm. so do do more things seem to happen in the desert because of the isolation or is it maybe, Still more so in the desert and less populated areas, but not such a high importance to the population. It's just that we would see more stuff, except it goes unnoticed in the hubbub of a populous area. So you saw, you saw, your, you had your experience like in the middle of friggin' San Diego County. Like you weren't in the middle of nowhere. So You know nope. what I mean? Yeah. It, it was late at night, but like it was in the middle of friggin'. I mean, yeah. everything's there. Everything yeah. you could possibly think of is there.
0: Yeah, which that and the way they moved made me just discount it being some sort of, like, military test or something. Why would you do that over a really highly populated area where if something fails, you could kill a bunch of people even, you know? So that just didn't make any sense. But out in the desert, I could see, like, if you see things out in the desert flying around doing weird shit, it'd be easier to attribute it to being some sort of, like, black op. Yeah. 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 But over the city, when you see weird shit like that, it makes it more like, huh the fuck is that you know i don't know yeah but well i, I think i think you, i know what you're saying
1: yeah so to, to cast you know doubt into that though is i don't know i'm sure you remember the stealth bomber then that was pretty a pretty new thing i guess yep. early 2000s or late 90s i don't i don't know exactly when that became a thing but my parents you know they live at like the place they live has a population of you know 100 200 thousand people they're in the middle of friggin the orange county you know what i mean like there's no no empty area really by where they're at no and they were you know back when the stealth was a new thing they were in their friend's backyard a friend on their street i think they were just like at the pool my friend had a pool and has a pool in the backyard and they were just barbecuing or doing whatever and i guess one of these stealths you know like just came up like above the houses and like they said they couldn't hear it it was just there and it like kind of like was up hovering above it came up almost seemingly out of nowhere like up not didn't come down fly over them and come down it like came from up like it was really low and came up and uh that it like was hovering there really low and they could see it and everything and then and it took off you know now at that point it wasn't completely secret but it was still new and why would they be doing doing that in that particular area you know what year are we talking about well, when would the stealth have been new and like released to public knowledge? Nineteen eighty-eight. Ni- okay, so it probably I would I would guess maybe like the nineties then, like early nineties, maybe. If I had to oh, guess, okay. I don't I don't remember, but or, so you know,
0: it was already released then.
1: I think so. I mean, I could I I wasn't there, so I, I don't know. But just kind of knowing the people, the na- you know, the neighbors that they were hanging out with at that time. Do you you don't do you think that there's any correlation with the populace, I guess, as to the activity that's perceived, not aside from, oh, there's more eyes um, or more distractions so people aren't noticing something, even though there's more eyes? Or do you think that this UFO activity happens out more in the desert and things because there's less people there so they can go about their business? Like, for I, example, this area in Chile where these guys were, it was like a high-activity area for UFOs, but in the middle of nowhere. Why aren't they doing this? In... I, I think it's probably I mean I don't know but I think it would probably happen
0: more often out in the middle of nowhere you know because you'd have everything at that point you'd have you'd have tests of military craft as well as actual yeah genu- genuine genuine Uaps you know that's true I mean if if they're as smart as they have to be I would think to tra- you know traverse the galaxy I mean or or interstellar I'm, I'm sure they would know what parts of the planet are inhabited and not you know if they want to take you know soil samples or Mat to the ground or or whatever it is they need to do, especially if they don't really want to come in contact with us. I mean, do you blame them? Exactly. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say that. Can you blame them? Yeah, totally. And like if we were to discover a planet where we, oh shit, there's life on that planet, I don't think humans would just like just immediately land and go get out and go, hey, how are you doing? No,
1: that's insane. You know,
0: so they'd probably be doing the same thing, being kind of hot
1: haven't these guys, you know, these different species, we'll call them, or different types of beings? I mean, let's at least go by when people really started seeing it. Let's disregard the whole religious ties, right? Just talk about even just in the 20th century, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's assume that, you know, a lot of this activity was brought about and increased and it became part of the culture because, you know, humans were getting nuclear technology um, they were also you know testing things i'm sure that had to do with some of these these sightings that people had but yep. i mean arguably so you could say that there was a huge uptick in you know ufo type of phenomena starting from you know the i guess mid 20th century yeah um i don't know where i was going with that except like i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> does it does it follow more of our like yeah. social yeah so, like yeah. what we expect yeah to go.
0: actually look like yeah or something yeah it's a good question because the the 1890s had that wave of ufo sightings and those ufos were all described in the papers all up and down the west coast and, and through texas and oklahoma and those were all described as like almost being like big huge dirgibles hot air balloons with wings and, and big motors on the back you know and they'd land and like staircases would come out and these human looking things would come out and ask for water and shit you know, and so what did they, you know, that was before the flight of, you know, the Wright brothers flight. So they had no idea of the whole actual, you know, spaceship. And that was more like of the times because they're testing, they're testing different, like winged things in France, you know, like lighters and whatnot. And people were crashing and killing themselves. So that was more of the times. Right. But then and going back thousands of years, there are still reports of people seeing things that they refer to as hats in the sky or yeah. shield or shields in the sky yeah and so because they, they don't know how to describe it And it's it's like you think about that's exactly what they were seeing in the 20th century
1: yeah they just described it thing. differently yeah yeah it's trippy but so then i guess if they've been coming around that long then they've just learned remember there's multiple types of beings right i mean we've talked about that as well There being different types which would make sense right or the maybe some maybe place. some of them
0: seeded earth so that they know... seems
1: likely yeah, so they know exactly what they're up against, you
0: know, they know that they have it on us and they can they wanted to just poof, yeah. you know? but why, I mean, bother? why bother. why bother? what you know what why bother with contact too
1: if it's like you know they, they see how we are <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one's an interesting one. Uh, I was a little surprised yet not really that you knew about Armando Valdez, but this no, is I, one that seems a little compelling in some ways, you know, because you can you can discard some of the claim, some of the quote-unquote proof, but then you can't discount you know, these different witnesses' uh, so, so. accounts. Yeah. yeah. And
0: the, the reason I left it out of the whole timeline, the UFO chronology and everything, is because it doesn't really fit. It doesn't, to me, it just makes no sense. I mean, something had to have happened, but I can't wrap my brain around it. I can't come up with like a, a, any sort of like solution, simple or not, as to how that would possibly work. For 15 minutes to go by, but five days for him, it just doesn't seem to make sense. And the fact that he like discounts his own encounter and says, "Oh, I wasn't abducted," and, uh, you know, uh, and then it says he'll he'll explain it in his book. He never explains it to anyone. He never publishes his book. You know, it's like what the fuck? It's it, but all these witnesses saw something. They saw what happened to him, and they all stick together as to what they're saying. It all matches except for him. It's just like what's going on on
1: it doesn't make sense yeah almost like i don't know i i can't i can't decide on why he changes his story i don't know if the fear denial and religion me, me it's a, a strong drive isn't it i think it kind of is actually yeah so is he is uh, armando valdez is he dead now or is he still around you know i wasn't able to find that did you find it no yeah, I,
0: I got the impression because one one thing I was reading was saying that, you know, unfortunately, we were never able to get his book published or something like that. And, and to me, the impression I got or what I got from that statement was that he had died. But it, then it didn't say that whether he had actually died or not. You know, it's really weird. And, and some of these articles I went into to, to research this, I, I click on the article and it says article deleted. And I'm like, what? And then I went to the next article and it says article deleted. That was weird like five of them dude why would they offer you that? Or the the mysterious case of Marumundo Valdez 1977 whatever and then i click on it, and it goes this article has been deleted by the by the author this article has been deleted by the the subscriber or whatever it says you know and i was like
1: what is what the fuck you didn't experience that um no i didn't i found a few good good ones that worked for me but yeah, i had to know, search i had to really search for it i didn't find i didn't find you know when he nope if he died or anything like that, I looked. I looked hard too. So yeah, you apparently. rate this as what? It's like uh, we can say a scale of one to f- one to ten. You know, one being complete and utter bullshit, and okay. ten being absolutely he was hundred percent without a doubt. You know, experienced Abducted? this. Yeah. What? Where do you? Where does this fall for you in that that range? See, I don't. I don't know about the abduction
0: thing, though. I, I just. I. It seems to me something absolutely did happen. But it, the abduction thing, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, don't, the, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's This one confuses me completely. So maybe he is right. Maybe he wasn't abducted and he did have the answer and we just never found out because he never said anything. I don't know. Or maybe he was. Tripping.
1: Maybe he, saw, he, he saw his God. Maybe he saw his God you
0: know. or he's convinced he saw God somehow. And, yeah. And maybe that's what he's convinced happened, even though the witnesses say something else. I, I don't know. As far as an abduction, like alien abduction, I I, I can't even rate this because I, I just I'm clueless. I'm confused. This one's confusing.
1: Yeah. Well, interesting. I mean,
0: this this one is truly I'll put it this way. As far as being a true unknown,
1: like a, a true unexplainable event. This is a 10, dude. So you do think that something happened? Yeah. Not a hoax. Not... No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I kind of think the same thing. I just don't know what that would be. I don't either. I'm completely stumped. I'm stumped on this one. So thanks for stumping me. You win. (laughs) Finally.
0: (laughs) No, I'd heard about this years ago, and I just kind of brushed it off and moved on, you know. But when I revisited it, now it made me realize why I stopped really
1: looking into it. Because it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do you have any ideas? You know... I don't know. I feel like something happened. Again, you go back to what these guys reported with the beard gro- beard growth, if nothing else. To me, that's like the most compelling thing, right? Like, you don't grow five days worth of stubble in sure. 15, 30 minutes. Let's, give, let's round it up and say, an hour. That doesn't happen. Well, plus the fact that they all say they saw something in the sky and landing, including yeah. Valdez. Yeah, right? and the lights and all that stuff. Yeah, right? so, it's trippy. Now, it could be any number of things. All joking aside, it could be you know friggin Stephen hawking and his time traveling friends it could be you know who knows bugging dr emmett brown and marty mcfly Doc, Doc brown Doc brown yeah okay yeah uh, so who knows man who knows but it is interesting and it is compelling when you have those little bits of information that can't be just discarded as easily as oh, a broken watch or a misset watch maybe he invented a time machine the government shut him down because that would uh destroy all of the uh Never mind. Dude, I heard an interesting, I don't remember of it, and it'd be a different different time, but I heard a I forget where I saw it recently, and they were talking about a Tesla invented a time machine.
0: Yeah, I know. It's uh, funny, I just read that recently too. Fucking simulation. On that note. I will say this though, I sure would like to know what the fuck the government did with all of Tesla's papers.
1: All right, man. Well, hey, this is a fun one. Welcome back to Scatterbrain Podcast season five dude that seems like so odd (laughs) it seems odd Season five
0: i know it's strange uh, because uh let's see it's been four years not even four years ago but we are in season five
1: yeah well i guess that's what happens when you break it up by year instead of a full (laughs) 365 day cycle that makes sense thanks for listening everyone